welcome to the first episode of the ONJ Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeremiah. I'm your co-host, Orlando. So what we got first? Um, First, U.S. and OKC fan, a former player of yours, Paul George, recently got a contract extension. Four years, $190 million, which brings his total contract to five years, $226 million. How do you feel about that? Uh, first of all, I miss Paul George. Um, I think he should come back to OKC. He was a very valuable piece to our organization. But that's neither here nor there. But in regards to his contract, um, I think it's a smart move for the Clippers. Because if you think about it, he's about to be a free agent. So if you were to just let him slide with his contract uh, into free agency for 2021, then basically you will have a risk of losing him for nothing. So why not sign him up to an extension? And then if he plays bad this year, then you can just trade him off and get some pieces for him instead of just giving him away for nothing. Also, um, to come back from that leg injury he had in 2014 with Team USA, uh, and then have five seasons after after that where he's averaging 23, 6, and 3. Those are, like, pretty much, like, high-caliber, like, all-star numbers for a dude who, to have a leg injury like that. So um, I think it's a good move. Um, I think he's well-deserving, even though he didn't have the playoffs that most of us are, like, used to having, uh, used to seeing of Paul George. But um, I think he's still a superstar in this league, and I think it's a smart move for the organization. What about you? Um, yeah, I think it was a smart move on Paul George's side. You know, either way, he was going to get a max contract, whether it was the Clippers or it was whether he went to free agency and got it from someone else, right. he was going to get it. He's that player. And as far as the Clippers, it was the best decision they could have made. They gave up seven first-round picks for him, <laughs> and they gave up their whole future for him. So you might as well assign him to that contract extension, and if he doesn't perform to his value, just try to find someone to trade him to next year. Right. All right, now I got a question. So if you were a GM, would you value winning more or would you value skill more? So for that question, are we talking about uh like specific players? Do I value a player, a winning player or a skill-based player? Yeah, because in a sense, okay, so a lot of these, so like I've seen a lot of contracts where it's like where a lot of these GMs they pay them, they pay the players for skill and not necessarily because they bring a winning culture to the team. I'm saying like Giannis or or even a PG or or uh who's a, Russell Westbrook. These dudes are getting like $30 million a year, $20 million a year, $40 million a year. But they haven't won no titles. They they're really not that good in the playoffs. So would so you being the GM, so you're the guy signing the contracts. So would you value winning more? A player that will win you more games or just a guy whose skill you can't deny, like a Giannis or Russell Westbrook that gives you triple doubles every night? I think as a GM, you kind of have to look at the team more than anything else. I think a lot of people, a lot of fans, they look at a team and be like, oh, let's get the best players available, put them on a team, and it's going to work out. They're right. going to win championships. I think a lot of people don't realize that some that's not always going to work okay. because you're going to have most of these superstars are ball dominant. So you can't throw a, a whole bunch of ball-dominant superstars who preach, win preach, boy, preach. but don't work together. So you kind of have to have that mix of finding people whose skills matches well with each other okay. to make that good team. Because, right. again, the NBA is a team sport. Right. You're, the only guy who's ever carried a team is LeBron, and there's no, no other person like that. Mm, 
I mean, I mean that 2018 okay. Cavs mm. without Kyrie Irving. Okay, okay, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I was gonna say Jordan, but then Jordan had Pippen, so yeah, you can't really. Okay, I see what you mean. Now, while we're on this topic, um, that question kind of made me think of this idea of Westbrook and Harden. Okay. How they put them together, they're both ball dominant. That really didn't work out. Right. And now the big scandal that's happening now is um, James Harden, you know, he went out to party. He didn't show up to practice. And he he's not, might not like Houston, might be asking for a trade. Your opinions on that? You forgot to mention the mask, too. He didn't have a mask. He did not have a mask, have a mask. in the strip club. All this COVID going around, he had no mask. What's wrong with you, James Harden? But um, how do I feel about the contract, in a sense? How do you just feel about the situation just the with whole James situation. Harden? Um, okay, I'm more of like a direct person, in a, sense, in a sense. So you sign a contract, be a man of your word. Show up to practice. Show up to training camp. They're giving you all that money. I know you don't want to be there, but you signed the contract at the end of the day. You're the franchise player. You're probably one of the you're probably one of the one of the franchise's greatest players of all time. And one of the greatest and on your way to becoming one of the greatest two guards and scorers of all time. So just show up and do your job. And then let the GMs and all that and all of the front office people handle the trades and all that stuff. And you just show up to practice and be there for your teammates. You got a good, you got a good point guard in John Wall. Uh, you got Demarcus Cousins. You still got some of your pieces from last year. You know PJ Tucker, Daniel House, um, Ben McLemore. Those you still got a few of those pieces. So just show up and be there for your bros. Be there for your teammates. How about you? Yeah, I think honestly, the Houston Rockets franchise have done everything they could to keep James Harden happy. There's not many franchises who are going to bet over backwards for their superstar player, and the Rockets have literally done everything that James Harden has asked. You know, they got they got Chris Paul, and then James Harden was like, "I don't like Chris Paul. Give me someone else." They got Westbrook. Now it's I don't like Westbrook. Give me someone else. And now they got John Wall. At this point, they didn't win anything. You kind of have to look at yourself, James Harden. Like, huh? Maybe it's not my supporting pieces, maybe it's me. Maybe I have to do something else on the court. Maybe I have to change my play style. I have, at the end of the day, James Harden, this organization did everything for James Harden, and I don't think it's right for James Harden to just think he could do whatever he wants. He needs to go out there, play basketball. Oh, yeah, for sure. Shout out Lil Baby. Yeah, he went, he went to that party, <laughs> no math. That was, <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, Let's man. Just, just say at least. So moving on to our next topic, you know, today, the day we're recording this podcast, today's Monday, we've had about three games of preseason games, and we just want to give our quick thoughts, opinions on some of the few games that we saw. I want to first off to start off with the first game, Magic Hawks. I'm a Magic fan, so all I have to say is... Really? I did not know. It's crazy, huh? It's crazy. All I have to say is for that first game, Dwayne Bacon really surprised me. He was he was scoring really good, and then for a second game, Florida boy, we were bad. We were bad our second game, <laughs> but that Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony backcourt looks so good. Yeah, and the Hawks, the Hawks seems like they they're gonna get it together. You know they got good shooting, good defense. Um, I wanted to see Rondo play, but he didn't play. 
I don't know if maybe they're resting him to like the actual season, but we'll see. I think Cole Anthony gonna end up taking a Markel Fultz's starting position. That's what I think. Really? Yeah. I just think they're gonna be a backcourt together. No, no way. With Evan Fournier there? No. No trade Evan Fournier, bro. Cole Cole Anthony's gonna take that man's spot. Probably I would say post maybe near like All Star break. I I say we trade Fournier or post All Star. Why would y'all trade him? He's one of y'all best shooters, bro. Yeah, but he's a ball hog, bro. If you watch Magic games, he take he like. Yeah, I don't. Okay, you're right. But um, I really like the Hawks' like team composition. I really like their composition with like Trey Young and and then you got vets like Rondo and Gallo and Bogdanovich. Whoever the GM is, their GM had a really really good off season. Um, the Orlando Magic. Uh, I like I like I like Bacon. Bacon surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. Even, even though he started, and I'm even a little surprised that he started too. But uh, I think uh, for overall, for like the first preseason game of the NBA, I was I was really pleased with how both teams played. Okay, the next game up is the Knicks and the Pistons game. For the Pistons side, I I don't know what the Pistons are doing. <laughs> they signed all these big men. And then they're playing Grant at small forward. I think he, he's, he's better with power forward, but they put him at small forward. Because, mm-hmm. again, they have such a log jam at that front court. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. And for the Knicks, Obi Topping was looking really good in oh, that yeah. first game. For sure. For yeah, sure. the Knicks don't really have anything going on, but Obi Topping was looking good. I wish I could have seen LeAngelo Ball play. I really wanted to see Jello play. Yep, that's another one. I was, I was mad. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was like, yo, are they gonna put Jello in? Never did. Didn't find out he got waived freaking yesterday. But um overall, uh I think the Knicks, uh, they have some pretty good pieces. I like OB as well. OB had a pretty good game for a start. He looked like he, he looked like he belonged. Like like he was made for this. Yeah, definitely. I like OB. Um other than that. Nothing really else caught my eye. And I thought Nose Noel played well as well. I think he's gonna be real good with uh with the Knicks. And also uh I love the whole K- Kentucky connection because Tom Thibodeau he actually uh, hired Kenny Payne, who was an assistant for John Calipari for many years. So he got the coach like Nose Noel, Julius Randle, Emmanuel Quickly, those type of dudes. So um and Kevin Knox as well. So I, I can't wait to see like how that whole Kentucky factor is gonna play, and I'm just got, glad they got to reunite in the NBA. Yep, that's good. Hopefully the Knicks get something along with them. Hopefully the next game we have up is the Rockets Bulls for yes, the sir. Bulls for the Bulls sides. I don't have much to say. You know, it's basically Zach Levine <laughs> runs their whole <laughs> offense, and for the Rockets, John Wall he was looking really good. Especially off that those two injuries he had for him to come back and was playing how he did. You gotta say pause after that, bro. Pause. Thank you. Whatever. Um, he was playing really good, and Cousins Cousins was also looking pretty good. He was shooting them threes, and threes were going oh, in. So the Rockets look good. We'll see how good they look with James Harden and PJ Tucker and Christian Wood when they come back. Hopefully, they keep James Harden for this season, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, the Bulls. Um, I don't, I don't really see the Bulls making in that much progress this year. I'm, I'm just being so honest, cause the, the team pretty much just looks the same. 
there's like I don't I don't see any like veteran leadership like on that on that roster. Carrot Temple. Okay. <laughs> Good one. That was funny. Huh. Um, but on the Rockets, John Wall, he gave me he he showed some flashes of his old self, you know. 13 points, nine assists. I really, I really liked his stat line. I thought he played really well. Um in that first bucket he had where he did the Euro on um Kobe White. Oh yeah. Oh man. He looked he gave me like old flashes of himself. So I guess all those videos of him training and playing Bobby Fives and open gyms and stuff. All that stuff is paying off. And Boogie Cousins. Um, I'm just happy to see him back on the court. He's had a couple of rough last couple of years with the torn ACL and then the other injury he had after having such a good season with the Pelicans and then just going from team to team. I'm just happy to see that he's healthy and just ready to play. And was actually, he was hitting his threes, like you said. Yeah. Three for four from the three point line, 75%. For first game back, I was, I was really impressed. I mean, I know it's only preseason, but just to see them back on the court doing what they love. Love to see things like that. Yep. Um, next game we have is the Lakers Clippers. Mm-hmm. All I have to say is Tan and Horton Tucker. Just wow. Fuck it. That man took over and just dominated. I think in his last game he had like 31 points, yep. which is just incredible. So the Lakers, that's just another piece off the bench. Yeah. With that scoring, honestly, he's he's looking really good. The Clippers ain't really play like their people that much so I don't have much to say. Pandemic P. Pandemic <laughs> P. But um the Lakers uh I'm sad to see Dennis Schroeder. Um it kinda hurt me a little bit. But other but other than that, um Montrez Harrell he played pretty well. Had a nice little double double. Um I think the Lakers I think they're gonna make their way back to the finals again. I see it. I see it happening. Yeah, let's save that for later, bro. What are you talking about? We'll we'll talk about predictions in a bit. But okay, they didn't hear me though. But it's cool. All right, next next game. Uh, next game, we have the Kings Trailblazers. Yes, sir. Um, I don't really have much to talk about. The Trailblazers look really good, yep. and the Kings. I'm surprised Buddy Heald still with the Kings and that he's starting. I thought he didn't want to be there. I thought they'd probably try to find a trade by now. Buddy Hill to OKC, I'm calling it. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, I liked I liked the way the Blazers look. I really love their starting lineup. I really do. Especially once you insert Nurkic into there. I think they're going to be really good. Uh, Sacramento, still, it's kind of like the Bulls, the same. I don't see that much change within Sacramento because it's just like there's no you got to have veterans on your team like you just veterans are like a, a necessity especially nowadays but uh Buddy Hill you know had had a light 23 points you know shot uh 45% from three so not a bad game for Buddy Hill but the team overall nah I honestly think just trade Buddy Hill and start telehealth he needs to go Okay, okay. I'm just saying they should just they drafted Halliburton just start him True. next to Fox. True. Plus, he played his college ball in Oklahoma. He went to high school in Oklahoma. So, I really want Buddy Hill, huh? The OKC connection. You know what I mean? 
Okay. It's happening. It's going to You got to speak into existence. You okay. Speak I into, feel you. I feel you. You have to. Uh, next game we have on the list is the Raptors and the Hornets. Okay. Um, I, I, I watched this game for Melo. That's why I watched this game for. Um, first of all, he did not start. He came off the bench, and he had zero points. Those were the two factors that were a little bit disappointing, but... You thought he was going to start? Yeah. Over Rozier? Yeah. Okay. I, t- I take Lamelo over Rozier. Defense, though. But that's another... Let, that's another, that's another. I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you you watch the Hordens games for Lamelo. Start that man. He's going to bring you in the okay. revenue. You're right. But is he going to bring you dubs? Are they going to catch any dubs? Let's be honest. <laughs> They'll catch a few because they, they got that Gordon Haywood contract. That's a, another do- topic, oh, but... A, yeah, that's another topic for that. Yeah. For sure. And then the on the Raptors side, their rookie, Flynn, he was actually pretty good mm-hmm. for where they picked him up at. I think oh, he's yeah. going to be a great contributor to that Raptors team. You're right about that. Flynn is going to be for sure... I like his. I like the way he plays. Um, also, person that surprised me. Well, I knew him a little bit towards the end of last season, but Matt Thomas. He's gonna be like the. I think he's gonna be like the, the Duncan Robinson in a sense. Like you know, like last year, like people like started to realize Duncan Robinson is like a, a sniper. Yep. In a sense, I think Matt Thomas is gonna get that that same recognition uh, from. That Duncan Robinson had. Um, I Raptors, they look pretty good. Um, I would have liked to see Kyle Lowry play, but I mean he's a vet, so he's been through like a hundred of these preseason games. But uh, other than that, the Raptors look pretty good. Melo, I would have liked to see him score a bucket, but I mean first game, so it's bound to happen. But uh, the ten rebounds kind of surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I know he's tall and everything. Man, six eight. He's six eight, but like to be a rookie and then just grab ten rebounds your first game. I mean, it's not an actual game, but it's a preseason game. But to just be able to just go up and just grab ten rebounds, I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, and then those passes, like that behind the back to uh to Miles Bridges. Oh yeah, that was just his like, his passes are beautiful. His feel for the game. It's just like you can't teach that. Yeah, you cannot teach that. I love his feel for the game. Uh, but overall, it's a pretty solid debut for Melo. Um, the Hornets, I think, once they get like learn how to play together, I think they're gonna be probably a sleeper team in the East. I think play running carry more. Oh, for sure. But that's Definitely. Gonna, that's gonna I think he'd take the season to develop him. I think he could be a bright oh, big yeah. man for him. For sure. For sure. Uh, next game on the schedule that we have is the Pacers and the Cavs. Mm. I don't have much to say. Yeah. Just Isaac Okoro. Isaac Okoro. He was he he he's a defender, but this game that boy was scoring, oh, which was pretty impressive for me, and he looked really good out there. Oh yeah, he looked. Oh, he was amazing. Just he gives me that. Uh, he's just your typical three and D guy. Which you like to see, which is rare out of rookies. That's really rare. Like just have a defensive stopper like him. Uh, I think it was pretty good. Coach has said that like he he started off a little nervous, but then he started to pick it up like towards the fourth quarter. You know, hit the game winner and everything. So um, I was happy to see him play well, for sure. 
Uh, next game up on the schedule, we have your team, OKC. Yes, sir. Against the Spurs. The first thing that caught my eye is your first round pick. Not about to try to pronounce his name, but yeah. you know who he is. Don't do it. Don't hurt yourself. First of all, he's a seven footer who hit threes. He's only 18 years old. Yes, sir. If you guys can develop him, you got like Porzingis on your team. He can might. Who knows what he could develop more into. But right now, 18, shooting three, seven foot, he's looking really good. And Theo Maladon, he he was also doing really good, scoring buckets. I think that was a good steal for you guys. I think you got him in the second round, correct? Yes, sir. Yep, that's a that's a steal in the second round. I love Theo Maladon. He gives me like a, like Tony Parker kind of vibes. And they said that uh, the team that he played for in France, in France, uh, I think Tony Parker was like the owner, or he's associated with the team somehow. So like he got the able just pick pick little gems from him and stuff like that. I think Theo Maladon is gonna be a great player. Uh, Shay looked well. Um, Hamadou Diallo had a nice little double double. You know what I mean? But I just want to see us like at our full potential. I wish I could have seen uh, Al Horford play, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Mike Muscala, five for five, four for four from the three. Gotta love it. Uh, Mike Muscala played really well. I was happy to see him play good. Uh, George Hill, you know, typical vet. Other than that, uh, I love the way we played. I mean, it's first game. I like the way. I was pretty satisfied with how we played so far. And the Spurs, um, Spurs pretty much look the same to me. I mean, besides Devin Vassell, I think Devin Vassell is going to be like probably one of the keys, even though he's only a rookie. The shooting, the level of shooting that he brings to the team, if he could like bring that level of shooting that he had at Florida State to the Spurs, I think he could unlock a, a different type of potential. For that Spurs team. Yeah, he's so good because he brings shooting and he brings defense to that oh, yeah. team. Such a good Spurs player. Gotta love 3D players. Gotta love them. Uh, next game on the schedule, we have the Mavericks and the Bucks. The thing that I have written down is Giannis shooting. Uh, you could have saw that game that Giannis took some shots. <laughs> some were hitting, some were straight air balls that went nowhere. But I think that this season, that's something Giannis has to do. I think we've Giannis could already go in and bully his way into the paint score. We've seen this. Once the playoffs come, that's not going to work. So take this whole entire regular season and just shoot. It's go- He's going to air ball, but it's practice. At this point, try to elevate your game with that shooting and try to incorporate that. So then it gives the ma- the Bucks that added benefit. And then they don't, in the playoffs, they could actually do something. And they don't just throw a wall against them. Yeah. Um, the Mavericks side, they didn't really play. They had they played all their players about 10 minutes, so it's not something that really stood out to me on them. But it's the maps. We'll see how good they are once Porzingis gets back from that knee injury. And we'll see how they do at full sure. How did it feel seeing DJ Augustine on another team? Mm. Um, we have Cole Anthony, so we have <laughs> Cole Anthony. But I think DJ Augustine will honestly be good for the Bucks because that's that bench scoring. You yeah. come off that bench and score buckets for them. Good solid bet. I think the Bucks are a really deep team, pause. But um I think they're a really deep team. You know, with the bench, you got DJ Augustine, you got Tory Craig, who I thought played really well in the playoffs last last season. Um you still got uh Bryn Forbes, who's a solid sniper, you know. And then I like their starting lineup a lot. Uh 
with the Mavericks, Luca, you know, Luca was Luca, played pretty, played pretty well, pretty solid. I think once they get Porzingis back and they just have their full lineup, I think they're going to be a pretty solid team. They're going to give teams a run for their money. Uh, next game we have is the Memphis versus Minnesota. On the Minnesota side, they had their first first overall pick coming off the bench. We'll see if that continues throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be good because he's playing with Rubio, so I think Rubio will get him the looks that he really needs to develop. But um, as far as their starters, they really have no power forward. Um, I guess Layman is their power forward technically, and I don't see how that's going to work. I think they should really focus on getting a nice, solid power forward. The Memphis, Memphis looks good. Um, they're basically the same team as last year, but, you know, this is just another year of them getting better and advancing their talent, their young youth, and getting better. Yeah. And John Morant, great as always. Oh, man, John was cooking last, last week. But uh, Minnesota, Anthony Edwards, eh. I mean, he could, I feel like he could have shot better, but it's the first game. You can't, you can't really judge a rookie by the first game. But uh, I think he's gonna be good. Uh, he has the he's built for the NBA. Literally, I mean, literally, you know, six what is he six six five, two twenty, something like that. So I think he's uh I think he's real. He's gonna be fine once he just learns the game and everything. Um, is he gonna is he gonna start though? Do you think he's gonna start? I mean, he should probably start at small forward. Small forward? Yeah. So over Okoli. Yeah. Okay. Make him. Okoli's a really good defender, though. That's the thing. That's true. Yeah. He's like a really solid. Defender. Maybe take have Beasley off the bench. Beasley okay. could be like your yeah, bench yeah, scorer. Like six man. Like yeah. Williams. Okay. That would, yeah, I like that. That would be good for them. Yeah. Um, they played pretty well. You know, Carlton Towns, Carlton Towns. Um, John Morant was really good, especially just to, he seems like he's played with some extra pep in his step. Uh. I think uh, Memphis is going to be Memphis is going to make some noise. I think, I think they have potential to make the playoffs, but I'm I'm just not sure if they're like going to hit that next mark yet, just yet. But uh, I like I like the their composition of the team. You know, you got Jonas at the five, and you got uh, Dylan Brooks. You got a lot of shooters. You got a few shooters in the starting lineup, so just to surround Ja with, so he can space the floor and everything. But yeah. Okay, next game we have is Golden State against Denver. Yes, From the Golden State side, um, it's good to see Steph Curry playing again. Um, sad we didn't get to see James Weissman play or Green. I'm really upset that Clay Thompson got that injury. Prairie's up to him. Hopefully he gets better soon. Oh, yeah, for sure. But overall, the team, we'll just, we'll just see. You know, there's another team. Everybody played around 10 minutes, so nothing crazy stood out to me from them. From Denver, their starters played about 20 minutes, and then everybody off the bench played 10. Jokic was just like feasting, 26 points, 10 rebounds. Um, They're starting Michael Porter Jr. at the three. So we'll see if that works out well for them. Hopefully he could have a breakout season. Yeah. And off the bench, Bobo had six minutes with zero points. Give Bobo more minutes. <laughs> we want Bobo. Um... Warriors thought they were pretty solid. Uh, I really like uh, Jordan Jordan Poole. He's like I think he's a pretty solid player. 
I think it's going to be really good for a long time. Uh, you know, got to see Curry. It's good to see Curry back. Um, I think Wiggins is going to be like a key for them in the long run. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna make the playoffs, I think he's gonna have to play well, especially with Clay out and everything. Yeah, prayers out to Clay. Um, I think he's gonna be a key for them to unlock their potential. And for the Nuggets, Yo Chick went crazy. Had a nice little 26, 10, and five. Um, Jamal Murray. Uh, I mean, he had an off game, but he got some rebounds and assists. Uh, I think uh, the Nuggets, I think they might take a minor setback due to the loss of due to the loss of uh, of Jeremy Grant and uh, Torrey Craig. But other than that, I think they're still going to be solid. If the, I think the key for them, their X factor is probably going to be uh, Michael Porter Jr. If he plays well, I think he's going to take them a long way. But yeah. Um, next game we have is the Phoenix Suns against the Utah Jazz. For the Suns, we didn't get to see Chris Paul, but choo it's choo. it's the preseason, so we'll see. Can't wait for the season to start, so see Chris Paul on this team. I think they'll be really good. Um, Galloway off the bench had 17 points, something I did not expect from him. But, yeah, overall, the Suns are a good team. For the Jazz, I think the biggest thing for the Jazz is you know, be Bogdanovich because he brings that shooting – for that team, because we saw in the playoffs, it was just Donovan Mitchell was the only one who could score off them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Clarkson off the bench is always going to be a bucket. Oh, yeah. But I think their biggest thing will be about Donovich getting better and adding that sh- uh, shooting and scoring for them. Yeah, I think the Jazz are still going to be good next year. I think they still, they, have, they still have pretty much the same roster. So, And then, you know, incorporate Mark Conley, who didn't play. But I like I really like the Jazz's roster a lot. Uh for the Suns, DeAndre Ayton is going to be an all-star this year. Definitely. For sure. He's like, I just love this game. Like, the way he's just able to just stretch the floor. He just, you know, he sets that screen, and then he's able to just pop up for the mid-range jumper. Not too many bits can do that. And just his feet are just, his footwork is just impeccable for a big man of his size. So I think uh, he's going to be good. Devin Booker is going to be Devin Booker as always. And then Chris Paul, to have a point guard that's just going to be able to just bring bring the whole squad together, I think that's going to be big for for um, the Suns. Because I feel like they never really had a, a point guard or even a player that could just be able to just bring a team together and just mm-hmm. let them just flourish. So I think Chris Paul is just going to do great things for the Suns this year. I wish, he, wish I could have seen him play today, but yeah. And finally, the last game that we were able to see was the Wizards against the Nets. The Nets, seeing KD back, he's getting buckets. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. They looked really well out there. It looked like they did not miss a step, so I love that. Still hurts a little bit. Don't worry. You'll get through it. Still hurts a little bit. Um, Seems like Spencer Dinwiddie is going to start for them, so I guess that's good. They have have pieces, so I guess Karis LeVert will be coming off the bench. Of course, he didn't play this game because uh, he's injured. So they also started DeAndre Jordan, which I think Jared Allen should be starting oh, yeah. for them. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't care if KD and Kyrie are best friends with Jordan. Start, start <laughs> Jared Allen. That's that's hey, your best center on the roster. Why you have to, to throw that out there? I mean, I'm just saying. And then 
for the Wizards, we didn't Beal or Westbrook did not play. So, but uh, main thing that stood out to me was Danny Abdiha. He was oh. perfect from the field, three of three from the three point line, six yes. of six field goals with fifteen points. The man did not miss. So if he could continue shooting like that, he has a very bright future in the NBA. Yeah, I really uh, I thought the Nets looked really good. Katie, Katie looked like he did not miss a step at all. Um, Kyrie really efficient from the field. What was he a nice little seven for nine? Uh, I thought that was really well. I think the Nets are gonna make a lot of noise this year, especially postseason. Come postseason. Uh, for the Wizards, Danny Avia, like you said, perfect from the field. Six for six, three for three from the three. He just looked like he just looked like a pro. He was playing like he was a pro before he even got to the league. So he's he's made for this for sure. Just like you said about Obi Toppin, I think Danny Avia is for sure gonna he's gonna make some noise this year. Wish I could have seen Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill play too, but same. Hey. Gotta rest your stars, right? Yep. All right, now that we're done talking about the preseason games, now let's go through and see our predictions of the seeds for each conference. Let's just start off with the East. My number one seed on the East is still the Bucks. I mean, they have Giannis. I don't think there's anybody in the East right now that's going to take that first seed from them. And they have Giannis. That's literally all I have to say. <laughs> they have Giannis. They have Holiday. Holiday, I think, will be very beneficial for that team. It's going to add an extra layer that they never had before, so I think it'll be good for them. Yeah, same. I had the Bucks. Um, the reason I had the Bucks was I think Drew Holiday is going to like give them a, a true playmaker at the point guard position that they never had. And um, I think uh, Chris Middleton, the way he played without Giannis against the Heat, I think just having that level of confidence from last from last year, I think that's going to even progress the whole team even further. And then plus they haven't really de-benched. They get DJ Augustine, Bobby Portis, um, still got Brooke Lopez, you know. So I think the Bucs are still going to be a solid regular season team. It's just we'll see how they play in the playoffs. Okay, for the second seed, I have the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they have Kyrie and KD. And from that first preseason game, you saw they did not miss a step. So I feel like they're going to be really well together. The main reason I didn't have them over the Bucks is because that team's like brand new. The coaching staff is new. We, KD and Kyrie have to still get in rhythm with the rest of the team. But besides that, I think they're the second best team on the East. They have very versatile on who they have on that roster with a lot of pe- uh, people, whatever. Yeah, my number two seed for the Eastern Conference is also the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, just all the acquisitions that they made in the offseason and just finally being fully healthy, in a sense, I think it's going to really help that organization. Um, to have KD and Kyrie, two of probably the best players at their respective positions, uh, I think that's going to help them tremendously. And then you still have Karis for Karis LeVert, who's going to be a future star, or is even a star right now. Um, and then you have a solid center in Jared Allen. I think that's really going to put them in, in the high seed within the Eastern Conference. Okay, for the third seed, I have the Miami Heat. I mean, they just came out from being in the finals. So I think the Heat are just going to continue 
going on that path that they are. They didn't really make any crazy additions to the roster in the offseason. So that's why I think it wouldn't be over the Bucks or the Nets, seeing as how last season they were the four seed. But again, they just came off the final. So I think they, they kick it up into a higher gear when it comes to the playoffs. And now I think they used the regular season kind of to experiment. But again, that defense will get them along. Same. Uh, my third seed was Miami Heat as well. Uh, just seeing the way Bam played last year and just him displaying like his whole just all-around game, I think that that was just tremendous to see for just and just to see a big man play that way. Uh, they, you're right, like you said, they didn't make that many changes, but I really like the signing of Mo Harkless, who, who's you know, could be like your three and D guy and just someone who could lock down the team's best wing player or something like that, just to give Jimmy Butler a little bit of break and give him more energy for the offensive end. Um, I like the draft pick of Precious Achua. I think Achua is going to be great in the league. Uh, I think he's probably going to be one of the steals of the draft um, in the in the future. I think he gives me sort of Bam on the bio vibes in the sense of like he could be that small ball five if you need him to. And then what I like about him though is he he he's able to stretch the floor, which is something that Bam can't necessarily do yet. Not to say that he can't develop it, but he can't do it just yet. And um, also, I think they uh, have probably one of the best uh, power forwards of all time in Udonis Haslam. Um, I think he's probably um, – I think he's going to be a <laughs> – I'm sorry. I can't, I can't even say that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but uh, – and also Duncan, you know, provides that consistent three, three-point shot uh, for, the, for the lineup, for any lineup that they're in. And then you got the – the one of the best bets in the league, I think, in Andre Iguodala, you know, who can still give you some valuable minutes off the off the bench or him starting if you need to. And yeah. And also Tyler Hero as well. I really like Tyler Hero. I think he's just cold. And the Heat, they just they just have a bunch of dogs. They just have that Jimmy Butler just bought that that whole like he didn't bring it there, but like he kind of amplified that whole just dog mentality of the organization. Just they they just play hard. They play for each other. And you just love seeing things like that. And then Goran's, again, going to be another key contributor to the team as well. Yep. I think that he has the best culture in the whole league, honestly. Mm. Okay. I'll give you that. I think so. I think so, too. Okay. Moving on to the four seed, I have the 76ers. I think this is going to be a big season for the 76ers. They got a new... Daryl Morey, I think, is their president of basketball operations. And the moves he made are truly the moves they should have made a long time ago. But for some reason, nobody in that front office did. And Daryl Morey saw what needed to be done, and he created it. He got shooters around Ben Simmons and Jerome D. Embiid, which is what needed to happen. He got Seth Curry. He got Danny Green. He got rid of Al Horford's contract, which... <laughs> is a huge plus for them because Al Horford did not fit in that team whatsoever. And getting back Danny Green, who will provide defense and some three-point shooting, it's going to be great for that team. They got Dwight Howard, which Dwight Howard's good. He brings that defense defense for them. Mm-hmm. How will he fit in with Joel Embiid being the backup? Um, we'll see. I think Joel Embiid will play more minutes, so I don't know how, how Dwight Howard's going to feel about that. But overall, the shooting, moving Tobias Harris down to the four, I think will be good. I mean, Howard did play backup. Behind uh, 
AD and JaVale McGee back at the Lakers, and he got, got him a championship, so. Yeah, I think I'm just saying that because I feel like he said he was getting more minutes with the 76ers, and I don't think oh, I, don't, okay. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, same. Uh, my fourth seed for the Eastern Conference is also the 76ers. Um, I think the 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 change of coaches was a really big step for me in putting them this high. I think Doc Rivers is gonna be able to figure out a way for both Joel and B and Ben Simmons to succeed on the court together, and also just the signings, just the signings of bringing in more shooters like Danny Green. You know, uh, Terrence Ferguson, uh, Seth Curry. I think those are really going to help just space the floor a lot and just allow Ben Simmons to have shooters on the court at all times. Also, it will be good just to see uh, Tobias Harris return to his original position of small forward instead of having to play the stretch four position. Uh, I think that will be good for him and his game, and I think that's just going to elevate the whole Sixers uh, team as well. Also, the, the drafting of Tyrese Maxey. I think Maxey's going to be like uh, beautiful. Amazing. I think he's he gives me sort of Lou Williams, just like a person you could just bring off the bench and just go get a bucket or even play make a little bit. So I really like Maxey. I think he's a dog as well. Um, yeah, the Sixers really have a nice team. I really like Sixers. And then, like you said, with the sign of Dwayne Howard um, coming off the bench, that's going to be uh, really good. Dwight Howard still has some solid years ahead of him, so I think he he can be a valid contributor to a playoff team. Um, great. Now, I, for the fifth seed, I have the Boston Celtics. The reason I didn't have the Boston Celtics higher um, compared to their last few seasons is because they lost Gordon Haywood, and I don't think they necessarily got better in that team. I think their biggest um, acquisitions this offseason was getting Tristan Thompson, which is a great pickup for them because they needed rebounding, and Tristan Thompson was an amazing rebounder. And getting a backup point guard in Jeff Teague, I think it's also going to be good for them because losing Haywood, I think they're going to start Marcus Smart at the shooting guard, Brown at the small forward, and then Tatum at the four. So getting another playmaker in Jeff Teague off the bench is going to be really good for them. And especially if Kimba has more injuries throughout the season. I know he had times where his knee was bothering him, so he was out. So getting another good backup that they could rely on is pretty good for them. Uh, my fifth seed as well was the Boston Celtics. Stop, stop looking at my paper. Don't even look at your paper. Need, need to relax. Uh, Boston Celtics, yeah. I think uh, Celtics, I think they're going to be – I mean, they lost. They're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be well. They're gonna do well this year. Uh, the reason I didn't really have them higher than they were last year is just I don't. The way I don't think the acquisitions that they made uh, this year is gonna keep up with some of the acquisitions that other teams made. And then plus, like with the Nets being fully healthy, and then the 76ers making the making the changes that they made, I think that's gonna knock them down just a few spots. But I, they're still gonna be a playoff team. Uh, Jason Tatum, I think he's still going to be the superstar that he is. Um, Jalen Brown, he played, he played really well in the playoffs. I was, I was, I was kind of, I wasn't surprised because I knew he was a great player, but just to see him play more consistently, that was a beautiful sight to see. Uh, And then, like you said, if just they could stay healthy and especially like Kemba and just guys like that. I know they lost Goran, Goran Hayward, who was a solid contributor, but um, I think the Celtics 
this is going to be a good playoff team. How far they go, uh, I'm not sure. It, it just depends on if Jalen Brown is consistent enough and then if just their bench just contributes. Because I feel like they don't really have that many solid bench contributors on their team. They're not really as deep as they were last last year. Give Taco Fall more minutes. Oh, yeah, give Taco Fall more minutes. Please, please, Brad. Please, Brad. Okay, for the sixth seed, I have the Raptors. I think last season the Raptors did amazing. I think people thought that the Raptors were going to fall down in the rankings because they didn't have Kawhi and they were still a top three seed in the East. So great. For, but now this season, they kind of lost two big important pieces for them. They lost Mark Cazal to the Lakers and they lost Iblaka to the Clippers. So losing that big man is going to be tough for them. You know, Aaron Baines is good. He stretches the floor, but you don't have the passing that Mark Gasol has. You don't have the defense of Mark Andy Blocka. So we'll see how well they do there. Their front, their backcourt is good, but their front court, we'll see how well it can they could keep up with Aaron Baines and uh Pascal. My sixth seed for the Eastern Conference, also the Raptors against Stop looking at my paper. This man copying me, need, bro. Need to relax. This man copying me. Uh, all I have to say, Pascal Siakam. That's it. That's literally it. I I just hope Pascal can like That's upgrade his game. Literally, it. If he if he plays well, they 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 can go far. If he doesn't play well. Uh, if he plays like he played in the bubble, they're not going anywhere. Oh, too, he, sure. he did not play very well. Like you a max player. You're getting big money. You need to play big-time basketball, especially in the playoffs. Exactly. He better have touched the basketball during this month off. Because I think he said he didn't. <laughs> I think he, he really said he didn't touch a basketball when uh, the season got canceled. That's why he played so bad. You signed a four-year, $130 million contract. That's that's a little over thirty million dollars a year. They paid you. You need to show up, do what you got to do. That means go to the gym and do what you got to do. That means if that if that's abstinence, you do what you got to do. But you need to play better. Uh, I think Kyle Lowry is going to be Kyle Lowry. Um, he's going to be that consistent vet. Fred Lambleet. I'm happy he got his money. Well deserved. A lot more deserved than Pascal, um, but um, I think uh, I think the Raptors are going to be pretty solid. I think the loss the loss of uh, Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol is going to hurt them a lot, especially on the inside, because I don't really see that many quality bigs on their roster. I mean, Aaron Baines, yeah, but then who do you have after him? I don't really. Alex Lund. Yeah, huh. you said Alex Lund. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? But uh. Yeah, I think uh, that's gonna set them back a little bit, but uh, they're still gonna make. They're still gonna be a playoff team, I think. For my seventh seed, I have the Pacers. The Pacers have a mm, few interesting. The Pacers have a a few question marks. I think the Pacers are still good enough. You know, they made the playoffs last season. They kept around the same core, so I think the core is good enough to make the playoffs. The thing is, like, are they gonna stay healthy? And how well are they gonna play with a new coach? Um, you know, all the depot came back and he wasn't that all-star all the depot like he had before. Um Sabonis, I think, was out with a foot injury. Hopefully he's healed by now and you know they could put him back in the starting lineup and he could provide like an all-star like he did last time. 
but their biggest thing is you know staying healthy because those are the big important players for them and also you know they have a new coach so hopefully the coach can you know advance them forward and not backwards okay true um my seventh seed uh for the eastern conference i went a little i went a little different the atlanta hawks uh i really like all all the moves they made in the offseason you know bringing in some veteran leadership bringing in rondo playoff rondo you know who went crazy last year in the finals um I think the Hawks are going to make a, a huge step from last year. Um, Trey Young, who was just amazing last year, uh, 27 points, nine assists a game, uh, all-star starter for the first time. Uh, I think that was – that's he's going to even take a, a even better step. I feel like um, he's going to be a lot more efficient because he doesn't really have to do as much as he did last year. So I feel like his efficiency is going to go up, and then that's just going to make the team that much better. Uh, the Haw- And I think the Hawks had a really good draft. Big O, who's probably one of my favorite draft picks, um, I think he's going to be – once he comes back from injury, he's going to be pretty solid off the bench. Will he start? Um, I don't know yet. Uh, we'll see how he plays. But um, I really like Big O. Uh, he's a really good player. Skyler Mays from LSU, who's also uh, uh, going to be a solid player off the bench. Um and then John Collins, who averaged 20 and 9 last year, who was pretty good last year. I think he's going to take that extra step. Also, being more efficient, you know, not having to do as much. And then you got Gallo, Bogdanovich, and then Chris Dunn, who's pretty much just a defensive, just a, a defensive dog on the defensive end. He's just a dog. And then uh, you got, you still got Hunter and Reddish. So I think the Hawks really have all the pieces they need to be successful this year. It's just about how they all mesh together and just be great together. And I think uh, to, you got to have a leader that could just bring that whole team together, like I said with Chris Paul earlier. And I think Rondo could be that guy. So uh, the Hawks, I'm really I'm really high on the Hawks this year. I think they're going to do great things. Okay, for my A seed, I think the A seed was kind of like the hardest seed to pick because, again, there's like teams who are good enough to make the playoffs, but we don't know how well they're gonna play. So my AFC that I decided to go with is the Atlanta Hawks. So a lot of things that you said are kind of like the same things that I would say with the Hawks. You know, they got better. They added more shooting to take off that stress off Trey Young. They added that veteran off the bench and Rondo who could kind of guide the team into, you know, play in, into the playoffs into like stop making those rookie mistakes. You know, they have the defense and Hunter and Reddish. So they're they're good, pretty well put together. So their front office did a great job trying to push them into the playoffs this this off season. And I'm just also gonna add who I had in the playing tournament, who were close to making the AC but didn't. My Orlando Magic, <laughs> sadly, I don't think they made enough uh, moves this season compared to the Hawks and the Wizards. The Wizards got Westbrook and Bradley Beal. And they're going to be great. They're going to be fighting there, but they have absolutely no defense. Okay. So I don't know how they're going to stop teams. Okay, cool. So you did your eighth seed and you're playing to Yep. All right. So, so my eighth seed for the Eastern Conference is going to be the Washington Wizards. Uh, I think uh, the addition of Russell Westbrook and I think Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook are going to play really well together. Um, Denny Avia, that kid's a pro. I think he's going to be fired this year. Um, I think they have enough to sneak in with that AFC with all the pieces that they have. You know, Thomas Bryant, um, 
and just all those guys, and then just and then you got Ish Smith coming off the bench, who's a pretty solid pro, pretty solid vet. Um, I think they're gonna do enough to get into the eight seed and make the playoffs. So my play-in tournament is going to be your team, the Magic versus the Pacers. Now I said the Magic because I like the Magic. I really don't. They really, in my eyes, they didn't make that many uh, changes this offseason. But I feel like they have enough just to just to be able to have an opportunity to, to play for a spot in the playoffs. And then the Pacers, um, it's kind of the same. The Pacers, they really didn't make that many changes. I just feel like in order for the Pacers to unlock that next level of, of success within the organization, I feel like Miles Turner is going to have to make that next leap in a sense. I feel like he's got to play way better than he's been. Uh, you know, you got the you got the big $100 million contract. I feel like you have to play better. I mean, you're not – I feel like he plays too much on the perimeter too much. I feel like he needs to work on his his post moves a little bit more and just being more sound in the, in the paint area instead of just being quick to just go outside and just try to shoot jump shots that you're not going to make at an, at an efficient clip. So I feel like uh, that's going to be my playing tournament, the Magic and the Pacers. All right, now let's go on and look at the West teams. For my first seed, I have the Lakers. I mean, they're the reigning champions, and they really improved their team from top to bottom. You know, they have LeBron, they have AD. So, I mean, they're just they're just the number one seed. Uh, my number one seed for the West is also the Lakers. Um, LeBron James. That's it. That's all you, I really got to say. I mean, yeah, they they got Dennis Schroeder and Montrez, but the real reason that people have them repeating is really because of LeBron and LeBron like Montrez. the way he's just like he's just having. I think they say he's having like one of the longest primes in history. He really is. Seventeen years, right? Seventeen years of just greatness. God give him his credit. All right. For my second seed, I have the Clippers. Okay. I mean, if they have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, they have Serge Ibaka now. So I think Serge Ibaka adds something good to that starting lineup that they didn't have their own. They didn't have a good big man. Um, Montrezl Harrell was good for them, but he was getting dominated by Jokic in the playoffs. So I think having that defensive big man for them is going to be very good and very beneficial for them. The one thing I do not like is they didn't add a playmaking point guard. Mm-hmm. I think that's something they desperately needed, and they didn't do it. So that might be their downfall. But overall, I still think they have the potential to be the second seed. What you mean? They got Pat, Pat Beverly. Oh, yeah, playmaking Pat Beverly. He's the best playmaker in the league. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about, man? Tripping. Crazy. All right, my second seed uh, for the Western Conference, I went a little different. Uh, I'm going to say the Nuggets. Uh, I really like the way they played last, last, but in the bubble, uh, to come back, to come down, come back down from three, one, twice back to back series. Uh, that's, that's pretty tough. That's, that takes a lot of resiliency. And, um, I think, uh, Jamal Murray, who's, who's entering that superstar status. I think he's going to play well and just joke it, Jochik being Jochik. And I still think they have a pretty good team. Uh, Will Barton's going to be back, which is going to be great. And then Michael Porter showed glimpses of of the of his potential that most thought he was, which made him a potential lottery pick. But you know, injuries and stuff. 
But uh, Michael Porter is back and healthy, and I think he's going to be doing well. I want to see more Bobo this year, like in the regular season. I need to see more Bobo. Seven foot one, guard skills, like you don't see that too often. So I want to see more Bobo. And I also think the signing of Jamichael Green, I think that's going to be that's going to be a low key great signing for them because he he's able to stretch the floor and just do and kind of provide that Jeremy Grant role in a sense. So I think uh, the Nuggets is going to be really high in the West this year. Okay, for my third seed, I went with the Dallas Mavericks. Whoa! I think the that that's a big jump for the Mavericks, but I think Luca having all this experience, you know, he's gonna. I think there's so much that Luca can do, and I think Luca and KP are gonna really push this team forward. I think the coach is gonna really analyze what didn't work last year and what really worked, and really make that team work and play well. And I think they added good pieces off in the off-string. Um, Josh Richardson, I think, gives them that good 3-and-D person he could defend, and he could also shoot. Um, James Johnson, I think James Johnson, they really got him for in case Marcus Morris wants to step on Luka again. You have James Johnson to be his ass. <laughs> but they really, they really oh. got tough-minded people on the roster now to really help with that team. And I think Luka... Lucas amazing. I think he's gonna push them up to that third seed. You wild. You a wild boy. Uh my third seed for the Western Conference is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh I think uh the Clippers, I think they're gonna be really good this year. Um they still I think what they miss what they're missing is a playmaking point guard. I, I feel like Reggie Jackson could fill that role. But the thing is he doesn't really start because of Pat Beverly. So I feel like uh, they have a playmaking point guard. I just feel like he just needs to be played a lot more. Uh, I really like the signing of Serge Ibaka. I think he's going to do great for them and provide a better – he's going to be a more stable center than, I think, Zubak, only because I feel like Ibaka, Ibaka can stretch the floor a lot more than Zubak can. Um, I like the signing of Nicholas Batum. Uh, I still think Batum has a few good years left in him, a few – Decent years. Uh, Luke Kennard, who's another shooter, I really like as well. I think PG's going to take his game to a whole nother level this year. Uh, do, just with all the criticism of the of just pandemic P and, and, and his playoff performances last year, I think he's going to be do really good. Um, Lou Williams, you know, Lou Williams is going to be Lou Williams. And I feel I still feel like they have a really solid roster of and a good mixture of veterans and, and young players. Also, Terrence Mann, I think he's he's a really solid guard. I really like I really like his game. He's gonna be really good. All right. For my fourth seed, I had the Denver Nuggets. The reason I didn't have the Denver Nuggets higher is because I think the loss of Jeremy Grant providing that stretch for ability that could defend, it's really important to them. Uh Millsap can do that and Millsap's been the starter for them, but he's aging. So I think they were getting ready to give Jeremy Grant that starting role because you really need a power forward who could stretch the floor but also defend to hide Jokic's liability on defense. And I don't think Millsap is going to be able to carry so high of a burden now with that with his older age. But besides that, I think Jokic, you know, it's great. I think um, Murray showed that he can play at an all-star level Oof. in that bubble. He did amazing things. Oh, 
Uh, Michael Porter Jr., I think this is going to be a big career year for him. I expect him to start him at the small forward, and I expect him to get more touches and, you know, really go off for them. Um, glad that they have Gary Harris and Will Barton back. That's a, their perimeter defense that they really needed. That's very vital for them. So glad that they're back. Hopefully they can stay healthy and continue providing that much-needed defense for them. And, you know, just play Bobo. We want to see it. Yes, we need Bobo. Uh, my fourth seed for the Western Conference is going to be the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, of course, you got to mention Luka whenever you mention the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Luka's just a superstar, just a bucket. Um, and I feel like the the signings of, you know, guys in the nature of what you said, like James Johnson and those type of dudes are really going to help that organization. I really like um, Dorian Finney-Smith. I really like the way – I really like his game. He's more of like a – you know, a, a good wing that can who's progressive shooting. Um, I can't wait to see those results coming to play this season. But uh, I feel like um, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's gonna he's a really good player. And if just just if Porzingis can stay healthy, like if he can stay healthy, I feel like that would just let this just let this team flourish a lot more. And uh, Dwight Powell, who's solid, Josh Richardson, who can provide that that defense that. The starting lineup was kind of missing last year. They didn't really have a solid go-to defender, so they have that in Josh Richardson now. And um, I feel like they're gonna, Mavericks are going to be a good team this year. They're going to be in a, a solid team in the middle of the pack for the Western Conference. Okay. I think we're on the fifth seed now. My fifth seed is the Trailblazers. I think the Trailblazers made it to the eighth seed um, – last year and you know they they're really struggling defensively they didn't really have that perimeter defender they didn't have um Nurkic was out too so that was um very bad for them but I think the, the moves that they made to fix this roster has been amazing they have Robert Covington which is probably one of the best 3 the guys that they have out there so just putting him into this roster I think gives them that added benefit of who they are because you have Damian Lillard, you have CJ McCollum who are just going to get you buckets. So you needed the defenders and that's what he's going to do. Uh, Nurkic will also provide you some good enough defense. He'll provide you buckets. Um, Melo, if he starts, you know, Melo is doing pretty good in the preseason. He has the braids back. So <laughs> let's get braid Melo back. Um, oh, man. Off the bench, they have... Derek Jones Jr., I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, and overall, they have a, um, a pretty good bench. They have defense. They're versatile. So hopefully it brings them back to a few years ago where they were making, able to make it to the Western Conference Finals because now they have that added defense that they were really missing that last year. Yeah. Uh, my fifth seed for the Western Conference is going to be the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to a little different. Um. I think the Suns are going to be do make a tremendous leap from last year. Um, I think the way they performed in the bubble gave them some solid momentum for this season. Uh, Chris Paul, especially the sign of Chris Paul, just to have a vet who can just bring that whole team together. I mean, you've seen what he did with OKC. Um, just to be able to just have a vet that could just bring a whole team together and just, and just let them play together. Uh, I feel like that's what Phoenix was missing, and then now they have that. In CP3, uh, I feel like uh, DeAndre Ayton. I feel like he's going to be a more solid 20 and 10 guy this year. 
Uh, I really like his game. He's a really solid center. Devin Booker is going to be Devin Booker as always. And then I really I love the signing the signing of uh, Jay Crowder, who's just a, a dog, and I feel like he's going to bring a different dimension to the starting lineup that they really never had before. So yeah, be on the lookout for the Phoenix Suns. Okay, my sixth seed, I have the Houston Rockets. I don't think the Rockets are going to trade James Harden this season, honestly. I think the front office is going to be like, hey, you're going to play it out this season, and we really don't care. We have you for two more years, and you're going to play. So I think they're making it as the sixth seed. I think they've done some great moves in the offseason to kind of face that roster. They didn't have a big man. They tried to go real small last season. Didn't work. Now they fixed that. They got Christian Woods. Who I think is going to be really good this season. Pro, uh, showed that that small 20 game season last year wasn't a fluke, and now he's really good. And the Marcus Cousins, he played this season, he looked really good, you know, shooting threes. Um, Who else did they add? Ben McElmore off the bench, it, you know, he's been really good for them. John Wall is going to be really good. And it's not like Westbrook. Oh, he, did you see him? Oh, man. He did looks like he didn't really did miss that many steps. He was he was practicing and getting back in shape. Did you see my boy? Yep. Oh, uh, P.J. Tucker, House bringing in that defense in. I think they'll be pretty good. All right. And then my sixth seed for the Western Conference is going to be the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I really like the moves that they made in this offseason. Uh, I think the acquisition of Derrick Jones is going to be is really going to help the team tremendously. Uh, then you still got Melo, who can give you um, some buckets off the bench or even in the starting lineup, wherever they choose to play him. Uh, Robert Covington, uh, who's probably one of the more underrated I feel is one of the more underrated small forwards in the league. I feel like he's going to be a solid contributor to that team. Uh, and then you still got Dame Dollar, you know, Dame Tom, you know, check the watch. Um, he's going to be the usual. Him and CJ going to give you the usual stats that they give you. Um, I think they're going to make a big jump. Not a big jump, but a solid enough jump to give him a higher seed within the Western Conference. And, uh, yeah, I really like their – their death, especially in the front court and the back court. Okay. Um, for the seventh seed, I think the seventh eighth seed were the hardest seed to pick out in the Western Conference. Oof. For me, I decided to go with the Utah Jazz just because the Jazz made it last season, and I really find it hard to <laughs> find them falling out of the playoffs when they made it last season. I mean, hey, why not? I mean, they could. But I think they um, adding Bag Bogdanovich to that team, it gives them another score to go to. You know, it's it won't be like the bubble where it was literally just Mitchell taking every single shot, scoring 50, 60 points to try to get them to even overtime sometimes to try to make it anywhere. I think now that they have Bogdanovich and uh, Clarkson off the bench, I think it adds nice scores for them to go to. So it's not just um, Mitchell. I do think they the roster, the depth, they don't have that much depth. So hopefully that doesn't, you know, really hurt them. Um, they got favors. Favors gonna be really nice for them too. Oh yeah. And Gobert, hopefully, you know, he brings a defense. So that's my seventh seed. 
Uh, I'm going with you. Um, seven seed. Uh, I also pick the Utah Jazz. Um, I just feel like they they're not they're not really gonna digress as much as they did last year. I just feel like the West getting as 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 good as it did from last year. I feel like they're gonna drop down a couple more spots. Um, Donovan Mitchell, who's just a superstar, just a bucket. Um, he's gonna do well. I just I'm just looking to see if there'll be somebody to help him with the scoring load. I mean, you have like you said, Bogdanovich. He could be a potential you know guy that can help him with that. Um, it was good to see Jordan Clarkson, you know, play well in the bubble, come off the bench, you know, give him a good scoring punch off the bench. Um, I just feel like uh, Mike Conley's probably going to have to play a lot better than he has been if they're going to succeed or go as far as they want to go this year. And then you got, you know, Rudy Gobert, you know, no Mr. COVID. You know? Ah. No Mr. COVID. Um, he's, you still got that uh, – the tower in there, the the your constant rim protection by Rudy Gobert. So I think that's going to be well. And then also to have Derek Favors back on the team again, you know, who knows your system, who knows how you like to play. I think that's going to be tremendous for them as well. Um, And lastly, the A-seed. Me, for my A-seed, I decided to go with the Phoenix Suns. I thought the Phoenix Suns figured out what, what works for them and what doesn't. I think – them going eight and zero in the bubble. Some people say it was a fluke. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of them actually figuring out what works for them. I wow. think having Cameron Johnson and us that power forward allows um, Aiden to really roam in that paint and really just dominate and do whatever he wants in that paint. Um, Mikel Bridges he really brings that defense at the small forward precision, and they, they, losing Kelly Kelly Oubre won't be necessarily that huge for them just because. He didn't even play in the bubble, so they they figured out what they have to do. And the biggest thing, Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a a leader, and he's going to go into this organization. He's going to lead them into the playoffs. He did that with OKC when many people didn't think they were going to make it anywhere, and he led them to the playoffs. And I think he's going to be a big reason to why the Suns are going to move up and make these playoffs. And as far as my playing tournament, I had the Warriors and the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans... They, they have pieces. I don't know how well it's going to work in the paint with Adams and Zion Williamson. You know, it's not like they're both shooters. So <laughs> they have Eric Bledsoe at the point guard and Lonzo. No, they haven't had the best shooting seasons. So the spacing's something that we have to look out for. So I think that's going to hurt them as far as making it in. And for the Warriors, the Warriors are great, amazing team. They have Curry back, but they lost Clay. And I think people underestimate how important Clay is to that team because who's going to play defense? Wiggins isn't going to cover Steph Curry's liabilities on defense. Kelly Oubre isn't going to cover that liability. So who's going to be really your perimeter defender on that team? So that's why I have them in at the playing tournament, but not really making it. So my AFC for the Western Conference, I've got the Golden State Warriors. Um their, their playoff scene is going to hurt a lot with Clay being injured and everything and, and potentially being gone for the year. So I know that's going to hurt their sing a whole lot. I'm um, curious to see how James Wiseman is going to play. Um, I know he's a rookie and everything, and there's a lot of high hopes for him. So And even uh, Curry, I believe he said that they're going to depend on his his retention and his maturity and him playing well and learning learning their system really fast. So I think James Wiseman is going to be like their X factor. I know that's a lot of pressure for a rookie, but I mean, hey, 
in the NBA, right? So um, I think that, and then you still got Draymond, who's pretty much a dog. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Um, yeah, about Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is definitely going to have to play better. But I think he's probably going to have to put a more consistent effort on the defensive end than he's used to if they're going to succeed. Uh, he can score the ball, don't get me wrong, but on the defensive end, he's going to have to put in some work. And uh, Brad Wanamaker, I like the signing of Brad Wanamaker. I think he's going to give him that solid backup PG role that he similar to what he did for the Celtics, someone you could trust with the ball to come off the bench and not make too many turnovers and could just get everyone right until to give Curry some rest while he's on the bench. So I think I, I really like that signing. And, uh, yeah, so I got the Warriors at the eighth seed. And then for the play-in tournament, uh, I have the Rockets versus the Pelicans. So I chose the Rockets because I'm. that really depends on the James Harden situation, how it plays out. So I'm assuming if he's traded, then I feel that the Rockets are going to take, take degress a little bit, a lot of it. I know you have John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, but – uh, I feel like they're gonna need that that consistent like score that James Harden could provide. So if he does if he does come back, then that seating will be higher, of course. But for now, I just have the Rockets, and then I have the Pelicans. Uh, I really like. I think the Pelicans are gonna make a uh, consistent, uh, great a great jump this year. I think they're gonna be a playoff team this year. Uh, I really like the signing of Stan Van Gundy as their coach. I feel like he's going to have a similar effect that he had with Dwight Howard in Orlando on Zion. And I feel like that connection is going to work really well. And then plus, I feel like he's going to make Zion, uh, Lonzo a, a better player and just instill more confidence into him. So, yeah. Um, so now you gave me your seeds. I gave you my seeds. Now the real question is, who do you see matching up in the finals and who do you think will be the winner? Oh, man. Okay. So as of right now, the way everything's looking, I've got the Lakers and the Bucks. I feel like this is going to be the year where we see LeBron versus Giannis. I would love to see that. And I know many fans would love to see that. So just to see LeBron versus Giannis. From the looks of it, it looks like LeBron's not slowing down anytime soon. I mean, he puts a million dollars into his body every year. So he takes care of his body. He eats what he has to eat in order to stay productive. So that looks like that's not stopping anytime soon. So the Lakers are, I have the Lakers. And then the Bucks. I feel like the adjustments that need to be made are going to be made by the Bucks. In regards to Giannis, Giannis is not going to have to play make and do everything that he has to do and just be the only person producing offense on the team. I feel like Drew Holiday is going to be able to facilitate the offense and just be the playmaker that they've been looking for. Um, and then Chris Middleton, he's going to just be Chris Middleton. And the way he performed uh, last year in the bubble without Giannis in, in the game against the Heat and hitting the game winner and everything, I feel like that's going to be really solid and good momentum for the Bucks this year. And we'll give them enough to make the finals and come out of the East. And your overall winner is? Oh, man. Winner? Lakers. Lakers in, I'm not going to say it. Um, Lakers in. Lakers in six. Okay, okay. Um, for me, I had the Lakers versus the Nets. I okay. I really wanted to say Lakers versus Bucks, but I think 
I don't know if uh, the improvements within the books are going to happen in this one season. I think Giannis really needs to have a at least a mid-range jumper for them to not build a, a wall against him on the playoffs. I think teams have figured out how to defend Giannis as far as the playoffs come. And if he doesn't add that mid-range jumper to kind of have more versatile to his offensive skill set, and then I think it's going to be hard for them come playoff time no matter what. No matter who they put around him. Um, but back to Lakers versus Nets. I think the Lakers, I mean, they're the reigning champions. They got better. There's not much you can say. You have LeBron and AD. They're going to make it to the finals. They did. They demonstrated this season. They're going to demonstrate it this upcoming season too. The Nets, again, I wanted to say the Bucks, but I say the Nets, they have KD and Kyrie. I think um, you can never underestimate them. I think they're, they're always going to figure out a way to get to the finals. And again, they're so deep and so versatile that every position, you know, they could switch around. Some days they'll start Karis LeVert. Some days Spencer Dinwiddie. So they have just a lot of pieces to switch and you never know what's going to come out of them. You, you'll always know you're going to have to guard KD and Kyrie. But say you stop them, Karis LeVert could go off one night. Spencer Dinwiddie could go off another night. True. So that's that's a team I see uh, facing the Lakers in the final. But at the end of the day, I still think the Lakers are going to go back-to-back and win again. Yeah. Also, be on the lookout for OKC. I think they can make a good run to the finals as well. Uh, yeah. OKC versus Magic. OKC yes, versus Magic. OKC versus Magic. All right, now the last thing to end off the podcast, I think we should give our preseason awards on what we predict the awards will be at the end. Let's start and work our way up to MVP. So let's start with Coach of the Year. My Coach of the Year is Rick Carlisle. Um, you thought it was pretty impressive that I put the math so high, and that's why I think Rick Carlisle is winning Coach of the Year. I think he's going to be very important for that team. And he's smoking. It's cool, though. Okay, um, I think he's gonna be very beneficial to that team, and you know, pushing them up to be a higher seed with Luca. Um, my runner up, I had Frank Vogel. I think he does great defensive schemes for that Lakers team, and he didn't win it last year. So I think the the award winners are gonna look at him and be like, hmm, maybe he should be more considered. Is he the coach or is LeBron the coach? Uh, I won't get into that topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my, my coach of the year is going to be Stan Van Gundy. I think he's going to really turn around that Pelicans franchise. Um, I think he's really going to give them some sort of an identity and a, a system that they could play in uh, to allow them to be great. Um, I think he's going to unlock the uh, more out of Zion. And uh, from reports, they said that they're going to let him play the whole year without any restrictions. So that would be cool to see Zion at his full at his full potential. Uh also I think he's gonna um do something with Lonzo. I think he's gonna allow Lonzo to play better, give him more confidence in the shot, you know, so he'll be better. Uh my runner up, uh Monty Williams with the Phoenix Suns. Uh I think not just the signing of Chris Paul, but just to have a coach like Monty Williams, who's more of a player's coach, who the players, who players love, any player that, that you ask about Monty, uh, they love him. So um, I think he's gonna really bring that team together, uh, and he's just gonna bring them higher. They're gonna, I think they're for sure a playoff team. So uh, I think he's just gonna bring that team together. 
So him and Steven Gundy are my two coaches of the year. Uh, next up, we have Defensive Player of the Year, and I, my winner is Anthony Davis, and my runner-up is Giannis. I think last year it was pretty neck-and-neck neck on who would win between AD and Giannis, and Giannis ended up winning it. I think this season people are going to look more towards AD and probably vote more towards AD this season, and I think just losing the award last year would give AD more motivation this season to just go more harder on the defensive end. Okay. So my defense player of the year, winning it, uh, I have Serge Ibaka. Uh, I know that may sound strange, but I think Serge is going to – I think he's going to go back to the old Serge, like the OKC Serge, where just blocking shots. I feel like he's going to be able to, to patrol that Clippers defense, uh, be the be the the anchor that they need. Um, I feel like – because I feel like in Toronto, he, he came off the bench, so he wasn't really able to – to implement himself into the defensive lineup in a sense and just fully make an impact like he's used to. So um, I feel like Serge is going to be a pretty a pretty solid defender this year, and I think he has potential to bring home defense player of the year. And then my runner-up, like you said, uh, Anthony Davis. Um, you got to love Anthony Davis. I mean, the man could switch, could guard one through five. Uh, he can – he's just able to – the way he's just able to block shots at a high rate and just patrol the patrol the insides. Um uh he's pretty much the anchor of that Lakers defense. Um and I wouldn't mind Anthony Davis as well. So he would be my runner up. Uh next up we have most improved player of the year. My pick is Christian Woods. Okay. I think Christian Woods last year, uh his stats according to you know NBA are like 13 points and six rebounds right. and I I think he's really gonna show that those few games where he was like averaging 20 points and almost 10 rebounds that it wasn't a fluke that that's who he is as a player so I think he's really gonna demonstrate that on the Rockets I think he'll have a bigger role there I think he'll probably start for them too which will give him that benefit to you know put up more points, put up more rebounds, and really take that most improved player. Um, Runner-up, I have Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is another player who I think will have a an improved year. He's, gonna, of course, going to be starting, so, you know, he's going to get more touches, and I think his, he he's a bucket. So I think this season he's really going to show that. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, for my most improved player, I've got Lonzo Ball. So I feel like Lonzo is going to improve tremendously this year. I've, this is the first healthy offseason he's had since he's been in the league. So I feel like that's big to be able to just be offseason and not worry about rehab or nothing like that and just be able to just train and work on your game on a full-time basis. So I feel like for him to just be the – for it to be his first healthy summer, I feel like that's going to be tremendous for his game. Uh, also, um, I feel like he's going to improve his shot uh, a lot tremendously. He shot 40% from the field last year, which is not that well, but he did improve his three-point shot. So it was to 37%. So I feel like uh, those numbers are going to go up. I feel like his points are for sure going to go up. Uh, his rebounds and everything and assists are going to go up as well. So I feel like Lonzo's going to make a, a big leap from last year to this year. Um for my runner-up, I've got Michael Porter Jr. Like you said, I think uh, after averaging nine points a game uh, and four events, I feel like he's going to probably even double those numbers this year. 
uh, with, and he's going to have a, a, a much bigger role than he did last year. And I feel like uh, he's going to be really efficient and he's a really good player. And I think he's going to do well in the Denver offense and be able to just have a bigger role. Okay. Um, next, I have the sixth man of the year, and I decided to go with Derrick Rose. I think um, the Pistons decided, and they already stated that they're going to have Killian Hayes start for them so, and bring Derrick Rose off the bench. And you know how good Derrick Rose is. He was basically carrying that team this season, and I think him coming off the bench, he, um, I still think him coming off the bench, he could still average his 18 points that he did this season. Okay. And I think, you know, he – when you have Derrick Rose coming off the bench, yeah, that's that's crazy. Former MVP. I really like that pick. Really like and that then pick. my runner-up is uh, Gallinari. Gallinari is mm. another one who's coming okay. off the bench for the Hawks. And, you know, he's going to come off the bench and just give you buckets for the Hawks. He's going to be that bench score for the Hawks. You know, he's he's a ca- a player that's starter caliber. And any other team he'll be starting. But because the Hawks have John Collins, he's coming off the bench. So I think he's a... He's, uh, a good player to have also go for that six man of the year. Okay. I like those picks. Uh, so for my six man of the year, uh, I have Eric Gordon. Uh, the reason I chose Eric Gordon, I feel like um, he's going to have a, if James Harden decides to stay. So I feel like he's going to be able to just have that. He's pretty much a primary scorer off the bench. So usually the six man award is basically the the person who scores the highest points okay. off the bench. Really, pretty I mean, much. That's, yeah. that's that's really the the reward. So I feel like he's going to get a lot of buckets off the bench this year, and uh, really help that Rockets team coming off the bench and just being that consistent scorer off the bench that he has been. Uh, and then also my runner up. I mean, you got you got to throw Lou Williams in there. I mean, they might as well name the award after him. He's just a he's just a consistent. Yeah, like, he's just a consistent bucket off the bench. Uh, he can also play make. So, you know, to have that good backup PG that could just get you a bucket and also play make for others. Uh, having that every night, uh, I think Lou Williams will always be will also be in the running for the sixth man of the year. Uh, cool. Well, now we have the rookie of the year. Uh, rookie of the year was pretty tough because um, yeah. you don't really know how these rookies are going to perform. So the way I decided to do it, I decided to pick the the rookies who I think are more NBA ready at the moment. So you know they, I feel like as soon as they come in, they're gonna they're gonna feel at home with the the play style. So my rookie of the year is Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin mm. is an is an older rookie, so he has more experience. So he's he's very NBA ready, and I think just being on the Knicks, I think the Knicks are gonna go to him a lot. He's gonna be the primary scorer for them. So I think Obi Toppin is is a, a good rookie of the year, and my runner up, a little biased, but I think it's Cole Anthony. <laughs> no surprise there. I mean, Cole Anthony's another player where you just look at him and he's NBA ready. He was uh, this same time last year. We were talking about him being the first first overall pick in the draft. So he's been guiding his whole his whole life from being a kid of that he's going to the NBA, and he he knows what he needs to do to be successful and thanks to his dad and his coaches and everything that he's been through. So that's my runner up. Now, how much does you being a Magic fan have to do with you picking Cole Anthony? Um, just a little bit, uh, but I think a little, a, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I think, um, like I said, Cole Anthony's really NBA ready. And I think a lot of people forget how good he is because of his injury. 
Right. People forget he was considered a number one, oh. the first overall pick Disgusting. if it be for injury. Who's nasty? Exactly. All right, so my rookie of the year. Um, winning it, I have Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I think just because usually rookie of the year, it's usually about opportunity and who has the greatest opportunity to succeed in the role that the team gives them. Like, you know, with Michael, Michael, um, Malcolm Brogdon, you know, he had the, the role of starting and he just had his role fit him and he was able to, to take away rookie of the year. So I feel like Halliburton's going to have a, um, the, the same kind of scenario. I feel like the Kings are going to give him the role of pretty much just being that PG coming off the bench and the, and the ball is pretty much going to be in his hands whenever he's on the floor, you know, and I like his all around game. Uh, I feel like I like how he's able to rebound and also pass. So he's kind of like that triple, double, triple, double threat that I love to see. Um, and then also for my runner up, I have LaMelo Ball. The reason I didn't really put LaMelo Ball, because I feel like him and Halliburton are going to have similar seasons to where they to where they get points, rebounds, and assists. But it's going to come down to who shoots the ball better. And I just feel like at this stage, uh, Halliburton's the better shooter from, from, from in the arc and beyond the arc. So I feel like that. And then my dark horse pick, uh, Denny Abia. Uh, I feel like he's he's a pro already. He was a pro before he got drafted. So I feel like he's made for this level. Um, it's just about how consistent he is throughout his first year of the NBA. So talking about being a pro before getting into the NBA, my pick for the MVP for this season is none other than Luca. Yes, sir. I think last year there was a conversation about Luca being there up there. He was in the top three considered for MVP, and I think this will be his season where he's going to propel the Mavericks up to a higher seed, and he's he's going to give you triple doubles every day. You know, he scores for you, he rebounds for you, and he playmakes for you. And I think this will be the season where not many people are going to look at Giannis as the MVP anymore just because he didn't perform so well in the playoffs and he's coming off two back-to-back um, MVP awards. I don't think there's ever been or there's uh, very few people who have three back-to-back-to-back MVPs, and I don't think Giannis is going to be able to get that. My runner-up is actually Damian Lillard. Mm. Okay. I think Damian Lillard is a bucket, and I think having a, <laughs> having a good team around Damian Lillard, you know, having that defense could just allow Damian Lillard to, you know, just score and play make a little bit. But you know, Damian Lillard is a good a good score, and I think this season, now that he has a good team, uh, people are gonna look more into him. Okay, interesting. So my MVP choices uh, for winning it, uh, also Luka Doncic. Um, I feel like this is the year for him to take it home. Uh, I feel like he's been building the proper momentum to finally just have that one MVP season. And just the way he just performed against the Clippers was just – he just tore them apart, literally. Um, Nobody can stop him on that court. I feel like this is going to be a year. I feel like he's going to take Mavericks a a long way in the playoffs. Um, And seeding-wise, I feel like their seeding is going to be a little bit higher uh, with Luka. Um, and I just feel like he's just going to have a pretty good all-around season and just take home the trophy. Now, my runner-up is going to be Trey Young. Whoa. Yeah, Trey Young. So, the only reason I say Trey Young is because I feel like the Hawks are going to – the Hawks are going to improve this year. I just feel like it's, it's, it's going to happen. 
but he's going to play a big part in how much they improve. So if he, so if he's able to, you know, average the 26, average the nine assists, you know, average the couple rebounds, but be efficient, I feel like you have to put him in the MVP conversation because without him, they wouldn't have gotten to wherever, uh, however high they're going to get to. So I feel like Trey Young has to be in the conversation in the conversation for MVP. Okay. Okay. I see that. All right. This has been the first episode of the ONJ podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and stay tuned for more podcasts coming up. Safe sex and paychecks.